stabbing to get you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it, though. Now me, I not only drink really, I really drink. We are Buzz on Movies. Okay, it says here, say... Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Buzzed On Movies. I'm Teddy, but in Danish. Um, All right. Good luck. <laughs> but yes, uh, we're we're here. I'm Teddy. I'm Matt. And we're here for another episode of Buzzed On Movies, the first one of 2021 that we're recording. We, we have released one already, but it was recorded in 2020. Wow. The magic of podcasting. So, but we're here in the new year, and we're ready to uh, talk to you about the movies of 2020, Rid- <laughs> as you usually do. Riddle me this, Batman. When you enter New Year, what uh, what has two brains, four eyes, and can't keep a fucking schedule to save their lives? I'll tell you what, it's Buzzed on Movies podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> But we're we're here. We're we're talking about 2020 because we realize like in the last year, you know, things have been pretty crazy. We haven't kept up with the new releases like we usually do because our usual method is just see whatever comes into theaters. It's kind of hard when you don't have theaters to go to. But we're trying to catch up with the stuff we missed last year, and we figured what would be more suitable for this podcast than to review the 2020 Danish film. Another round, um, which is likely to be up for the foreign language Oscar next year. Seems this very, year. very likely. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to see. I hope I hope I think this should be one of the nominees. It would be really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk about that and our normal uh, rundown of our movie watching activities. So, yeah, tonight I'm drinking wine, as they do in another round. I feel like that would be suitable. Um, I'm I'm drinking... What are you you drinking? I'm drinking a Sazerac uh, right now. Ooh. (laughs) Another another thing they drink in the movie. So this is perfectly fitting. Um, Another question that might seem a little unrelated, but uh, what are you wearing right now? (laughs) Well, I've already... Already made an allusion to what I'm wearing right now. Uh, I am wearing a full Riddler costume right now. I'm full head to toe Riddler cosplay right now. There's no reason. It's a Monday night, um, but I've got eye makeup on and a face mask. I've got a hat. I've got gloves. I've got a jacket. I've got a vest. I've got a tie. We're doing the whole nine yards. I've got my my Riddler cane next to me. Um, oh my god. We are full Riddler right now. So I love it. I love it. That you know, we should dress up for podcasts more. Think about often. just dressing like up it... regularly throughout, like <laughs> just like anytime I want to. I might just start amassing sets of costumes and just start wearing them. So hey, I mean, I was going through that tiki phase for a while. I was just wearing the Hawaiian shirts. That was a costume of. What sorts, if I just sort of, although not very elaborate, amass a series of Batman villain costumes and just. <laughs> <laughs> and I just start wearing them in public. Like I just start walking around dressed like Mr. Freeze one day. What's anyone gonna do if I like yeah. just walk in and I'm like, the Iceman cometh? What are they gonna do? Are they, are they gonna tell me I have to leave? I doubt it. I mean, <laughs> that would be incredible. You know what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. 
I'd love it. I'd love it. And I can uh, like act and, like Jim and the Carrey be- <laughs> in that one movie all the time. Just like run around like And the best part about <laughs> the best part about being Mr. Freeze is you've got your own built-in face covering. So you don't have to worry exactly. about COVID. I'm always so if I'm Mr. Freeze or if I'm Bane, I constantly have something over my mouth, right? right. I could also say the same for Scarecrow. You know what? Yeah, yeah, Scarecrow, old uh, mask wearing kings, yes. the, the lot of them. <laughs> kings. There's all. Yes. <laughs> we could all take take a note out of their books. We could all um, stand to learn a lot from Scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> Bane and Mr. Freeze. Yes. yes. So take a note, kids. <laughs> Remember. Um, so, yeah. Um, what have you been watching recently before we get into the meat of tonight's Yeah, discussion? it's a good question. I've been actually trying to keep up with some recent movies lately. Uh, you know, there's been a lot. They, they've started releasing things uh, digitally. I, I Full disclosure, I'm buying time while I pull up my letterboxed. Um, so... <laughs> Okay, so lately, I have actually been watching some new releases. I watched Tenet, finally. Um, Very exciting. Christopher Nolan would be very upset with me, but I did watch it uh, at home on my home (laughs) TV screen. Um, On a TV? On a TV, I know. And you know what? I'll tell you right now. I do wish I'd seen it on the big screen. So Christopher Nolan won that round. He did. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I haven't seen it, but I'd buy it. I mean, his... Like, I couldn't imagine seeing Interstellar on TV and it having the same impact as, like, having seen it in IMAX. Well, so, so yeah, I think, I, so I didn't like Interstellar particularly, but I did like Tenet, though I don't think it's, Tenet it had this weird thing where it was, like, both overrated and underrated. It was sort of like, there were, there was, a, hmm. like, a, you know, there were, like, a mass of people who were like, Tenet was confusing and weird and not that good. And I was like, okay, well, okay. And then there were people who were like, Tenet is the best movie ever. And I was like, okay, well, maybe not that either. And, you know, coming out of it, I was like, you know, it's neither as bad as some people say or as good as some people say. Um, It's fine. It's a good movie. It's not like, it was not my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. It was sort of like, I was like, okay, Inception kind of like at the end, that like, it had an internal logic that made sense. And I felt like as a result, like, the emotions could work for me. But in this movie, I was like, this doesn't fucking make any sense. I don't really know why <laughs> any of this was real. So it was just sort of, you know, I, I think that that sort of did not do it any favors. Um, but otherwise it was good. And, you know, we love Robert Pattinson on the podcast. So it was really fun to see oh, him absolutely. in a Christopher Nolan movie. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Christopher Nolan in general can be kind of divisive that way. I generally um, like him. Um, you know, same. Yeah. As, as a rule, I think that I don't love him as much as some people. I'm not like one of those like, you know, there's a certain type of quote unquote bro who just like dies for Christopher Nolan every time. Um, right. But, you know, that's OK. But, you know, Christopher Nolan was coming off of what I think is a high point in his career. I think Dunkirk is undeniably a, a f- phenomenal film. Um, and so, yeah, you know, it, it was going to be hard no matter what he did to sort of reach that point again. You know, that was... And that was so unlike a lot of his movies in a lot of ways. Because a lot of his movies are like, you know, the... the Psychological. Yeah, they're like... And they're meant to, like, mind fuck you. They're meant to be like, what did I just see? Dunkirk was not... It did not do that to you. You know, it didn't have that that same thing. I mean, it was still very impressive in, in a lot of ways. But you did not come out thinking logically what happened like there was no question yeah. like 
Um, In fact, like, it's kind of the opposite. Like, I feel like Dunkirk was trying to make sense of a very complicated, confusing exactly. Situation, and so, in a lot of ways, whereas, it was it was so quintessential Nolan in that way because it was still trying to deal with something that sort of like fucks your brain up, right? Um, so, right. yeah. So, anyway, Tenet was good, and I do encourage people to see it. But I do actually think if you have the chance to see it in a theater safely, it's actually worth waiting for. Maybe. Um, uh, I'm hoping there's going to be a lot of these movies re-release once theaters are actually safe to go back to. I just couldn't wait. Um, You know, it'd been talked about so much. It it was sort of that thing where it was like, if things did open up, I would not go see that over other things that were newer at at a certain point. Like, I just know I wouldn't. So... Because at this point, there's just so many other things that should have come out by now, and they're all overlapping on each other. And it's just like, oh, what do you do at this point? Exactly. Um... I'm hoping to get to see a current release at a drive-in at some point because I know that uh, at least Alamo in Loudoun is doing them, but it can be hard to get to. So far, the only time I went to the drive-in was to see those Christmas movies, which was fun. (laughs) But I'm like, I want to see a new release, damn it. It's been so long since I've seen a new release in like a group setting. Like on a big screen. Um, Yeah, especially. Agreed. Um, yeah, some other things I've seen. I, I watched Promising Young Woman. Um, hello. Oh yeah, great I really film. See that. Everyone should watch Promising oh, Young my God. Woman. Um, that was good. That's on you know your your Amazon home cinema thing where you have to pay out your ass to watch it. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was worth it. I think I did. I actually really liked it, so I do think it was worth seeing. Um, I also I watched The Prom, which was you know at least that was on Netflix, so I didn't have to pay extra <laughs> for it. Um, and I watched The Dark and the Wicked, which was a horror film. It was nice to see a new release horror film uh, directed by Brian Bertino of The Strangers and The Monster. So um, he's a, Ooh, he's yeah. a good horror director, and that was good. That was spooky. So you know I've been trying to actually see some new releases in the new year, basically trying to keep up with yeah. It. I mean, this this is the closest, uh, I mean, another round is the closest thing I've seen to a new release in a while. Although, actually, I did see Soul um, about a week ago, and I liked that. Um, it was, you know, it wasn't as complex or, um, like, really as well thought out as some of the other Pixar movies I've seen. Like, I, I feel like it was, like, kind of a the little brother of Inside Out mm. to an extent. But it did have some interesting stuff, and it was just a generally fun movie to watch. Um, and characters were pretty interesting. Um, the whole system they have set up was really fun. And what I liked most of it was just the music. The music was really good. Um, it had like a really, it lent like a really nice feel to the movie overall. Like the there was like the jazz in the real world, and then like these sort of synthy type things that take place in the the other realm or whatever was going on in the afterlife <laughs> sort of here. Um, but yeah, it was enjoyable. It was not peak Pixar, but it's hard to go wrong with Pixar in general. And I think they did pretty well overall. Uh, hard to go um, wrong. Somebody hasn't seen <laughs> the cars sequels. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I haven't watched any of the cars movies. That's my one caveat there. Um, Is, was, was I just kind of also Pixar? I feel like they also did planes, which was like, I, not only was that going I wrong, like, that was like going like, that was like digging a <laughs> hole and like just going deeper into the ground and just being like, we can get worse. We can do it if we want to. 
Um, <laughs> I feel like Planes wasn't Planes one of their like subsidiary studios that did that. Maybe I hope or maybe, I really did hope Pixar so. themselves actually produced that. Whatever um, it was, wait, it was on. definitely like hold on, I'm looking up. the the people. It was not a passion project. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. It was made by it was made by Disney Toon Studios, oh, good, okay. which is the the uh, the Disney studio that does like all the spinoffs of the like successful movies. Sure. So they're the ones who did like Return of Jafar and like Cinderella three and stuff like that. So that's kind of expected. But uh, from what I like I've that heard... you specifically said Cinderella three, but not Cinderella two. <laughs> Cinderella two could have been. I mean. <laughs> I just wanted to emphasize the fact that there is a Cinderella three, so people know that. But, um, but yeah, it's not too surprising. But I have also heard that there's some problems with the the main Cars sequels, which are produced by Pixar. So, yeah, the Cars series is one I do not have a lot of expertise on. But generally, I like Pixar movies, um, and this one was like solidly middle of the road for them, I think. Um, what else have I seen recently? Oh, just last night, I watched for the first time ever Into the Wild, Ooh. Um, which is kind of an old movie at this point. It came out in 2007, um, but I really loved it a lot. I love like, you know, like hitchhiking, camping, outdoors type stuff, and it's got a lot of that. It's also got some pretty grim moments yes. as well, obviously. If you know the story, but it's it's just a really fun, interesting movie, and also I think it shows its main character a lot and like really fleshes him out as an interesting person from someone that otherwise like you just read about it in a newspaper article and be like, oh, that guy was dumb, <laughs> whatever. But it's it is it's pretty cool and like goes into a lot about like his outlook on life and like I Emil Hirsch had a fantastic performance. Uh, portraying Chris McCandless, and also there were really a lot of good supporting performances as well. So, very good movie. Uh, was surprised to see it was directed by Sean Penn, who I don't really know for his directorial efforts. I, think, I don't but, think you're uh, alone uh, very, on that one. I think that's <laughs> <laughs> very great movie from him. Great movie from all the cast. Uh, that was a good watch. Um, I also rewatched Uncut Gems. Nice. <laughs> that movie hits as hard as ever. It's so much fun. Such a great movie. I feel like I was able to enjoy it more this time because, like, I wasn't so tensed up about what was going to happen. Yeah. But I was just, like, drinking in the individual moments of this movie. Like, there's, it's just so good through yeah. and through. Just so well paced. The story's so well put together. Every side character feels like a real person. Like that's what I like the most about like this and Good Time, like the other softy movies. They really have a good sense of putting these supporting characters in and like making them feel like real people. And apparently they get a lot of like first time actors to be in these right. movies. Uh, which really shows yes. in a way, like not because they're bad, but because they feel like they're being like earnest right. and not just like putting in a role. There's something um, to be said for so that. I you know, that. A lot would... of a lot of movies, it can be distracting too when you get like a really big name in certain movies. Um, mm-hmm. So it, there is something to be said for the way they they do things and get some first time actors. Although they also, you know, got Adam Sandler to very famously play a role that's unlike yeah. a lot of Adam Sandler roles. Um, that's and and true. they made that's, a lot out a of, bit that, of and that, and it was really, you know, it was smart he, because he acted well, and also just like thematically, it was important. I think that it was Adam Sandler, so you know, I think that 
it sort of can go both ways. But I really need to revisit that yeah. because yeah, when true. I saw it, I mean, we've discussed it on the pod before, but I was like high key stressed out the whole time. So I would really like <laughs> to revisit knowing what happens and not needing to like panic the whole way through. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely felt like this time through, I was so much less stressed out. Like, the first time through, it was just like every moment, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? What's going to happen? Like, right. And then like this time, having known the story, it was, it, you know, you still feel like a little bit of stress and tension because that's, you know, comes natural with the movie. But you're more just like drinking in the atmosphere. Right. And so I, I liked it. It, it's, it was good for a rewatch. It was a whole different experience. Right. Um. Uh, the only other mo- movies I've really watched recently was uh, I, <laughs> my day after New Year's Day uh, was spent watching The Nice Guys and Inherent Vice. Oh, nice. Uh, both rewatches for me. Um, and both movies that I like quite a bit. Uh, the Nice Guys, I've watched like three or four times now. It's one of my favorite like comedy movies. It's so funny. Uh, both the leads are really great. Um, and both Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling are so fucking funny. And like the whole story is laid out really well. This is another, this is directed by Shane Black. He is known for doing movies kind of like this. He also made Kiss Kiss Bang Mm -hmm. Bang. Um, but, uh, this is, this is a, Really great rewatch for me. I, I, I feel like I could just keep coming back to this because it's so funny. It's so much fun to watch. Um, Inherent Vice was an interesting one for me because I saw that in theaters the first time and uh, I fell asleep during that wow. one. Uh, <laughs> it was a long day and there was a there was a fair bit of alcohol involved in that one. But, <laughs> um, it also it, it's kind of a confusing movie. Yes. Like, there's there's a lot going on. There's this really intricate mystery plot happening, and it's really hard to follow. And on top of that, like, it's set in the early 1970s, and there's a lot of, like, hippie slang and stuff that's right. hard to pick up mm-hmm. on. Um, so, but rewatching it in the comfort of my own home in the middle of the day when I had very little chance of falling asleep... I was able to follow it a lot better, and I found it really entertaining, really good. Um, it's a fun mystery. There's a lot of funny parts in it, um, and it's Paul Thomas Anderson. Like, you can't it go wrong Paul with Thomas that. Anderson. That's that's a big, that's enough to sell it, you know, for me to want to watch it. And um, Joaquin Phoenix and too. Joaquin Phoenix. So. Well, Joaquin, you know, sometimes you never know which Joaquin you're gonna get. Um, I like I like most of Joaquin. I also and I his, like all Joaquin. His work no, with um, <laughs> his work with uh, his work with Paul Thomas Anderson is uh, very good as well. He also made The Master, yeah, which was so good, really, really so good. good. Um, my day after New Year's watch was a uh, less good. I watched Unforgettable 2000, <laughs> 2017, starring Rosario Dawson and Katherine Heigl. Um, which is basically just a rehash of <laughs> that movie Obsessed starring Beyonce and Allie Larder. It's like the same thing. Um, it's the oh same God. exact plot. Uh, it, like there's nothing different about it except for it's not Beyonce and Allie Larder. It's Rosario Dawson and Katherine Heigl. Um, and they're not fighting over Idris Elba. They're fighting over Jeff Stoltz. And I got to say, Idris Elba is much more worth fighting over. It's just like a mo- very ridiculous <laughs> premise in the right. 2017 movie. That's <laughs> um, objectively true. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, 
So I did watch that on the day after New Year's. That was that was not my first movie of the year, thank God. Um, but you know, it was my first on the day <laughs> after the New Year. So to keep up with your the nice guys watch. Um, mm-hmm. I followed that up with Devil's Gate, which is a movie about aliens in North Dakota. Um, Ooh, that was actually kind of fun. There were some problems with it, so I didn't totally love it. But it was about aliens in North Dakota, and it did have Milo Ventimiglia as the star and. Is that even how you say his name? I don't. I mean, that's how you should say his name, but I don't know if that's how he says his name. Is it Milo or Milo? It should know. be Milo Ventimiglia um, and Sean Ashmore. Ventimiglia. Ventimiglia uh, and Sean Ashmore. They were the stars. Um, so that was kind of, you know, mm-hmm. that was good. I actually kind of liked it. I'm looking at my letterbox, good. my letterbox score, and I'm like, hmm. My letterbox tells me I didn't like <laughs> it, but in retrospect, I kind of did like it, but... Um, bump that number up i do feel like like, i don't like to rate things right away because i feel like especially i almost never do like i usually wait a day or two later yeah yeah. like if something is still sticking with me i'll be like oh that was actually pretty good i mean unless it's sticking with me for the wrong reasons you know what's sticking with me for the wrong reasons and this has nothing to do with movies last night there was an ad for the masked dancer and one of the contestants was elizabeth smart that is sticking with me for every wrong reason in the book and so sometimes you think about things (laughs) for like four days and you're like hmm What is going on there? <laughs> like that is a wild. Inclusion. I just, I just want to, I want to know how they introduce Elizabeth Smart. Like this is Elizabeth Smart. You might know her from that time she was abducted. That, like, oh my god. Like it's just a weird thing. We have a weird complex with celebrity in this country. Um, and so I just think that that's yeah. weird. And so, and thinking about things that stick with you, sometimes things stick with you for good reasons. And sometimes things stick with you for the wrong reasons. And you have to be able to decipher that because sometimes I think about things two days later and I'm like, you know what? I thought it was going to be a two star movie. It's actually a one star movie because that one part that was really bad is really <laughs> lingering. Um, so, right. It can, it can go either way. Like you could be like, Oh, like I'm actually realizing how profound this was. Or you can be like, wait, like even the part that I thought was good makes no sense. And is stupid. Like just shut just, up. Just leave me alone, please. And that's how I felt. That's how I felt about some movies I've watched. Like, um, I watched, I finally watched remember me. Um, you know, the ending <laughs> has stuck with me in the worst way as, uh, you know, as anybody had thought. I mean, you just can't make 9-11 a plot twist. You can't do that. <laughs> like. Uh, <laughs> I've only seen the ending, but I'm like, there's no way that they could lead into this that would be appropriate. There's no way that's anyway. good. And it's such a bummer because I actually think it's an affecting romantic drama for a lot of its runtime. Like, I actually think that, like, Robert Pattinson yeah. and Emily DeRaven, they, they work well together. I mean, I love, we... Obviously, I love Robert Pattinson. I'm a big fan. We've never had a chance to talk about mm-hmm. Emily DeRaven on here, but as a huge Lost fan, I'm a fan of Emily DeRaven. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I'm excited to see her in anything. And I thought that, you know, I thought it was going so well. And then it's just like, it's like pulling the rug out from under you in the worst way. It's like, this is not pleasant. This is not fun. And like, maybe there's an argument for like, yeah, that's how like tragedies feel IRL. But it's like, but like in a movie, you want some sort of build up to things. Like not just like an out of left field, by the way, this person died in like the worst terrorist attack on US soil. <laughs> like what? Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to watch that movie. That's not a pleasant experience. Also, it was 2010. It hadn't been like <laughs> I mean, 
Less than a decade. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's weird. That's a weird thing to do when it's been less than a decade to make it your plot twist. Like, right. And since I still feel like there hasn't been a definitive movie that actually dealt with 9 11. That Nicolas Cage one. Like, I'm as sorry, the, that was. <laughs> as the overall subject. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. There hasn't Which been. Is, I mean. What, United 93? That's the definitive one on my end. That's what I think of as the definitive. It's supposed to be the best one, but I don't know. I feel like it was too close to the action to really have a broader perspective of what happened. Yeah, there hasn't been one that's been far enough removed to have a, you know. uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough subject to tackle, you know, for obvious reasons. Nobody wants to do it these days. But like, okay. I just want to put it out there that lots of movies tackle terrorist attacks on other soil other than U.S. and somehow Mm. get it right, right? Like, but like somehow these movies that try to tackle U.S. like terrorist attacks on the U.S. soil just like can't get it. Like, is it because you're too close to it? Like, maybe we need people outside of the U.S. to be making these movies. Like, because I feel like any movie that properly dealt with 9-11 would also have to include a section on just, like, how insane this country became for, like, the le- the next, like, ten years. Right, like, how it <laughs> melted, like, everybody's brain. Uh, and, you know, that's not, you know, I, I, all sympathy to victims and, you know, everything. Um, but it really, like, no, obviously, it, it like, melted the brains of, like, say- especially the elected leaders of this country. It just, like, people just, like, went completely, like, ballistic for years. And we are still dealing with the consequences yeah. of that going ballistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it would be, it would be, the only real way to do 9-11 justice would be to contextualize it and have, like, to, to show the fallout afterwards. Because, like, you can't just cover... The tragedy. Right. Because that's only half the story. As exactly. Far as I'm yeah. I mean, I agree. That's, it, um, there's so much more to it. So, um, But we're not here to talk about 9-11. So we can move on from the 9-11 <laughs> conversation. Um, what? Okay. This has been buzzed on 9-11. Uh, whoa! Uh, Don't say buzzed on 9-11. Have si- side podcast. <laughs> 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 it's a very upsetting phrase. Buzzed on 9-11. Um, uh Oh, God. Um, oh, yeah. But what else? Anything else you've Yeah, I want to give a shout out to one thing I've watched that's been a really affirming experience for me. I revisited the movie 1999's Trick, which is a gay rom-com set in New York City, which I hadn't seen since I lived in my parents' house and would watch it on the Logo channel at the lowest volume with subtitles on so my parents would not see that I was watching movies on the Lo- Logo channel. Um <laughs> Oh my god, that's yeah, classic. And that's such a classic way to watch movies in your yes. teens. It's like, oh, I shouldn't be watching this. Gotta turn down the volume. Right. So like I, I was in a weird life. thing because like I grew up in a in a house with like, you know, my, my papa, my my father figure. We watched horror movies together. So like anything bloody, violent, anything like that, that was all fine. But like gay content was sort uh-huh. of like we can't do that, you know? And um my parents and I are now fine mm-hmm. and so it's not a, a thing anymore. But like at the time, that that was not a cool thing that I could have done. And so I would watch, like, the Logo channel on, like, the lowest possible setting on volume. And, like, I would literally sometimes stand by the TV to watch it so that I could hear it. <laughs> so you could quick switch it off. Yeah, so something. I could switch it off. And also just so I could hear. Because if I was across the room, I couldn't okay. hear. Because I was so desperate for them not to hear. The irony is that they're significantly older. They're grandparent age. They could not hear anyway. 
Um, so, you know, but anyway, Trick 1999 is actually a really, you know, I thought maybe it wouldn't live up to like the fact that it meant so much to me growing up, um, as something that I would just watch every time I saw it on, but it was actually really good. And it starts like Tori Spelling is in it, um, which is like a fun little surprise. Mm -hmm. Um, Christian Campbell is the main star and it's just like about like a, a theater guy who like writes theater in New York city and he's like never been kissed and he like meets a go-go boy and they like have a night trying to hook up and they run around and like, it keeps getting, basically it's like people keep cock blocking them the whole night. They're like, nothing works out. Oh, no. Like the roommates are home. These other roommates are home. These other people are doing this. And so they can't get down to it. And, and the main guy is like, what the fuck? I just want to lose my virginity essentially. And um, <laughs> it's actually like really good. And it's a really relatable and sweet. And it's also a nice like love letter to New York city, which I really need right now because even though I live here, like I miss New York cause I can't, experience new york that's for sure you get to see like the few blocks around your apartment yes. i mean there, there are moments in the movie where it's like here are the twin towers and i'm like well okay but like the rest of the movie is like <laughs> you know things that i can relate to um you know also miss coco peru is in it and she has a great like sequence like yelling at him in the bathroom while he's trying to take a piss and that's like great um so it's just like a fun movie and it was really nice to actually revisit a movie from like my youth or my teen years it meant a lot to me and find out that like it actually held up and it was fun and it was sweet that's yeah, always fun you know because yeah. a nice. lot of those don't hold up you know the movies that meant a lot to you you watch them and you're like oh that was actually really bad but um this one it was good right. <laughs> yeah um i wouldn't want to rewatch boondock saints these days. i'm pretty sure boondock saints uh. <laughs> would not hold up in like the worst possible way. Um, I, I agree with that. Cause like, <laughs> worst way. I can already think of several scenes that definitely do not hold yeah. up. And, and um, I'm thinking, but I, yeah, I think about all great. the people I knew with boondock saints posters, man. Oof. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> it was very, it was very much that, that kind of like college bro movie to watch yep. oh, uh, around our age. Yep. Oh, and I was I was among them. So oh, me too. I, Absolutely, one hundred percent. I have no no spears to cast here. Um, well, yeah, that's um, that's good though. That like I love when you revisit a movie and it actually turns out to be as good as you've built it up to be. Maybe not as it's always good. A like fear. like as good is a big word because like it you know it just had an emotional resonance with me back then. It's right. Like, you know, at the time, it was, like, one of, like, three gay films that I, like, had ever even, like, heard of. But, like, you know, it's still, like, it, it mm -hmm. still was good to watch. And it, it was actually a good movie. It was not, like, you know, bad. So, But it was not, That's like, nice. yeah. at the time, I would have said, like, oh, this is, like, the best movie. No, I would not say that now. But... <laughs> It's amazing the movies that you convince yourself are like the best movies ever when you've seen like maybe 10 movies that weren't just like on TV during when you turned it right, on. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, it, it's always good to go back and actually find some value in the movies you liked when you were younger. I think that's that's about it for me recently in terms of stuff I've watched. Stuff worth. Did we ever talk about his house? No, but I have seen it. I feel like. You saw, you saw, I think like I saw that before you did. So we didn't talk you about did. it. You saw it before um, me. Yes. We should rep reference that briefly. I mean, it's been a while since I've watched it, so I can't talk about but it. Anything, it but it was amazing. It was very I just very want good. to really, yeah. We sh everyone should go watch this movie. It's so good. It's such an interesting setup for a horror movie. You know, like migrants um, coming over 
to a, a new strange country, already a strange experience, a scary experience, and then they're subjected to this haunting and they can't move house because uh, their only other options get sent back where they came from. Exactly. So uh, just on the face of that, it's it's very scary. But also it really delves into a lot of serious issues around like what you're willing to do to survive um, and just how much suffering there is in the world in general. <laughs> I like it's it's a it's a rough movie. It's very scary, but it's also like it's just so beautiful. Um the effects in it are really cool and the acting is top notch. Yeah. So I highly recommend it. Absolutely. His house, I believe is it only available on Shutter right now? Wait, I thought that one was on Netflix. Was it on Netflix? I thought that one was Netflix. Know. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's available on Netflix. Okay. So yeah, go if you have Netflix, go check it out. It's very good. And I feel like it would actually be watchable even for people who aren't generally into horror because mm-hmm. it's not like it's not particularly bloody or anything. It's just it's it's a great example of just good old-fashioned spooking people out. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> not it's horror. not like gory, so if that's a concern for you, but if you don't like scares, period, you're not going to I mean, it oh. is a scary movie. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> it will be scary. Yeah. Um, if you don't want to be scared, don't watch the horror yeah. movie, but it is it is yeah. it's a great like clean yeah. horror. So I don't want to say that if you um, don't like horror, you might like it. Like that's like a stretch, but uh <laughs> well, you might. Um yeah, it, it more than more than most horror movies, but yeah, I it, it's a good movie. Anyway. Um, so, why don't we delve into our main topic of the night. Another round. Woohoo! Um, yeah, this movie just came out last year. Uh, it is Denmark's submission for the foreign language Oscar. And uh, it stars Mads Mikkelsen, who... You may know from uh, Casino Royale or the Hannibal series. Say, that's the one. Um, I, I think Hannibal is the. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, Hannibal is so good. By I the hate way. Hannibal, but please, please keep going. <laughs> you hate Hannibal? What? No. <laughs> Wait, why do you hate it's, Hannibal? I hate the dialogue in Hannibal. They'll be like, mm. somebody will have just like, I don't know, like found a dead animal somewhere, somewhere and they'll be like, this is like God speaking to us through the trees and the, the leaves are talking. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Jesus Christ, you are so pretentious, all of you. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, I do not like that show at all. But oh no, it's, it's actually, like, it. weird because it's pretentious and violent. You would think this would be right up my alley because I am pretentious and violent. But, like, it is, it's just, like, it does not work for me. There's something about it where it just turns me off every time I try. And I tried That's so hard. perfect combination for me. It's so beautifully shot. The, okay, so it's, it is beautifully acting. shot. It's gorgeously shot. The food scenes are so good. The food scenes are fine. They're a bit <laughs> overdone. I say this to somebody that, who cooks that, a that's, lot. So. That's your response when you don't really like something. You'll be like, they're fine. <laughs> That is my response when I don't really like something. Um, <laughs> um, but I just, I, ju- yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It just like has never worked for me. I really want to like it. I want to like it so much because it, it seems like I should like it. But it's just like, it. Mm-hmm. there's something about it. The pretension is just like a bit over the edge for me. 
Um, I think it's because it takes itself so seriously. And I'm like, but you shouldn't because this is ridiculous. Like the way you're talking is absurd. <laughs> so you need to just like laugh a little with me. But they don't laugh with you. Oh, so that's a problem for me. I love every second of that. It, it's like, it's similar to like true detective for me where they like get like absurdly philosophical with everything. But it's like, okay, fine, whatever. I'm I'm fine with the weird aside. But after the first season of True Detective, it didn't work for me. So The second season was pretty rough. I haven't seen the third season, so I will probably agree with yeah. you on that. Um but Because even yeah. Hannibal, like yeah. for it, it a can be for a, a bit, it was working for me. And then it just kept going. And I was like, All right, I get it. Like It can be a difficult formula to keep going, I think. Um yeah, so anyway, that's Mads Mikkelsen. He's starring in this movie. Uh, the basic premise of this movie, which is why we thought it would be very fitting for this podcast, <laughs> is that like a group of friends uh, test the hypothesis that you function better at a very slight level of inebriation. I actually um, really love them for that, for testing it. That's like a very... <laughs> there's... It's funny because it's like there's a uh, a skit on uh, that Mitchell and Webb look, mm. uh, the t- British TV show that has almost this exact premise. But it's like this group of people called the Inebriati who wow. uh, all stay very slightly drunk and then rule the world. Uh, Wait, but that's just yeah, ancient so- Rome. What are we doing here? Um. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly how Rome worked. Um but yeah, so like that—that's the basic premise of this. They—they—they talk. They're out at this dinner, and they talk about this hypothesis from some uh, like obscure psychologist or something, whose theory is that humans are born with a BAC or blood alcohol content of 0.05 percent too low, and thus, if you get your BAC to 0.05 and maintain it, you'll actually be operating at maximum efficiency so um (laughs) i want to say i want to just like note right off the gate right off the gate um i like low-key believe in that hypothesis and like a lot (laughs) of my like like i just think about like the number of social functions where i'm like okay after like one drink i am way better to be at this social function and then I also think about yes. when I'm trying to write and it's like significantly better if I have like one drink in my system so that I'm not rethinking every sentence I write. Um, like it's like, a, it's like a real thing. Um, you should not be, Yeah, I want to put out there that also, you know, the movie talks about, you should not be buzzed 24 seven. That's like a problem. And that's a weird thing to do. But like yeah. certain things, it's like, it kind of makes sense if you have like one drink in you first, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they, they cite like people like Hemingway who would write while drunk. Right. So Hemingway is a really bad example, but yes, like, um, <laughs> Cause he, yeah, Hemingway was actually like almost blackout. Yeah. Like all he the had time a problem and he also right. he like killed himself, but like, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> um, they also cite like Winston Churchill, yes. FDR, yes. like other people who would drink quite a bit throughout the day. Um, but yeah, I mean like the historical precedents, Mm-hmm. Maybe not that like really good evidence, but the basic idea is just to test this hypothesis somewhat scientifically. They're not particularly scientific no. about it. Are they? They're just like, we're just going to try to do this and record what happens. Um, 
it's worth mentioning that this isn't this doesn't real like the premise seems like a comedy but it's only really funny at small portions of it like it's mostly kind of a serious drama i thought it was interesting um, i thought the tone i thought the tone was interesting because i actually thought a lot of it was very funny but it even mm-hmm. while it was funny it was not like a, a comedy like i was like this is not like it's funny but it's yeah. not like funny in the way that like it's not like funny the way bridesmaids is funny you know like i'm not gonna like come out of it yeah. just like belly laughing but like it is very funny when a bunch of like 40 some 50 year old men are like drunk off their ass wandering through the streets of denmark <laughs> like like that is objectively funny it is yes. very funny to watch but at the same time you're watching and it's like it's kind of upsetting because they maybe should not be this drunk wandering around the streets. Like, and I'm not judging them. Um, and I actually think that's a good point of them. Far be it from yeah, us. Far be it from us. But I think that's a, I also think that's a good point of the movie that the movie does not feel like it's judging them. And even down to the end, no. there's no moment where it's like, they shouldn't have drank that much. Like even the end is like, Oh no, drink again. That's fine. It's totally fine. Um, so it's like, a, Exactly. It's like a very yeah, interesting movie on, on how it them. relates to drinking um, and alcohol in general. Because you think it's going to be like, oh, there's a serious moment. And now they're all going to learn that they should not drink alcohol. But it's like, there's a serious moment. And then they think, you know how we should deal with this serious moment that definitely only happened because of alcohol? We should drink more. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting exploration of a uh, man's relationship with alcohol. Overall, Correct. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it's also worth mentioning this as a Danish movie. The the whole movie is in Danish. Correct. Yeah. So you, you're going to be reading some subtitles. It's in subtitles. Yeah. Um, you know, I've yeah. actually watched two movies with subtitles this week, and because I watched another round, obviously. Um, yeah. And that's not common for me. Um, I'm trying to watch more. But it's very, you know. Yeah. But it, you do, ha- you have to read the movie if you don't speak Danish. If you do speak Danish, you yeah. don't have to read the movie. Um, but <laughs> That's how that <laughs> works. Uh, <laughs> you have to read the other Fun movies. Fun fact I mean. about speaking languages. Um. <laughs> but, yeah, like, uh, personally, I most like going to see foreign language movies in theaters because it forces you to focus. Yeah, so it's, it's, I'm the you same. You don't have distractions. Yeah. So you miss the subtitles, and then you're like, "What the fuck's going yep. on?" I, um, I cannot, that, I could not possibly agree more with that statement. It's so hard at home because I can so, just pick up my phone, and then I've missed like four sentences because they all flashed on my screen. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, and usually, you, if you're watching a movie in English, you can pick up your phone for a few minutes and like sort of follow the dialogue and exactly. mostly know what's going exactly. on. Exactly. Not that I would ever advocate being on your phone during a movie because. You want to give it your full attention, but we but all you know we all do it by that way. Um, so, <laughs> with a foreign language movie, it is nigh impossible yeah. because you cannot follow the subtitles properly. That's why I like seeing them in the theaters. But right now, that's not really an option. This is totally the sort of movie that I would have gone and seen at like the E Street Cinema or something like that. I would have seen this at like the Quad Cinema it. in like the East Village. Um, where they have like four screens and it's like hyper futuristic on the inside, but like they show like documentaries Ooh. and like <laughs> and foreign language films. Um, love it. So. Love it. I love a good art house foreign language and uh, documentary movie theater. 
Those are those yeah. are clutch. But yeah, so if you have the attention span to watch a foreign language film at home, I highly recommend this. I mean, I um, I managed to do it. So, so did I. If I, I mean, to be it, fair, I put my phone you know, in a drawer, but I did it. So um. that's that's usually a yeah. good method. So I also recommend trying to maintain your own 0.05 percent BAC. If you're a drinker during this movie, that's not that hard. Um, though. It's one movie. You can stay 0.05 as, for a as we will the duration do. of a movie. Um, as we are trying to do through this podcast, oh, I'm beyond 0.05. I mean, that's basically the premise of this. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably over there, aren't you? Yes. I've started drinking later than you did, so uh, I might be at 0.05. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, in the movie. They like actually get breathalyzers and are like trying to get themselves at a specific. I point. actually really appreciate that. At least that's at the really beginning. funny. Yeah, they're like trying to maintain a specific BAC. Um, okay, so we should let's yeah. let's like lay the groundwork for who these characters are. They're they're four yeah. high school teachers, right? Um, all four of them. They are mm-hmm. high school teachers, and Mads Mikkelsen is is definitely the main character um, and he teaches history and in our first glimpse of him, he is like the world's most boring history teacher. Um, and he thinks this is fine. I just want to be clear that he thinks he's yeah. teaching well. And I'm like, nobody is learning from this. This is very, and he's like, <laughs> he's not only boring. He's like borderline incommunicative. Like, that he he jumps from different subjects to different subjects like by the minute and like there's no clear through line the students are clearly very confused they even have like a full-on parent teacher meeting with him just to be like hey we're like concerned that our kids aren't going to get into college because they might not do well on the exams because you're kind of a shitty teacher <laughs> like so there's clearly something is not right with right him. At the very beginning. It's, like, really bad. Like, <laughs> he should not be teaching students early on in this movie. Um, and yeah. so that's, like, our main character. But we also have a few other teachers. And I'm sorry, I can't remember all of their names. Um, all right. So, so uh, Mads Mikkelsen is Martin. And there's also Tommy, Peter, and Nicholas. Yes. Um, and um, there's one of them is a music teacher. There's a literature teacher and also a gym Whoa, teacher. Whoa, the uh, one is a uh, psychology teacher. I thought psychology. Not literature. Is that the, who I thought was the yeah. literature? Okay, yeah, psychology. He's the yes. one who's writing the paper um, on like the yeah. Right, yeah. So he's the one who actually comes. He, he presents this hypothesis yes. to them. Um, so yeah, so like he's uh, Martin has had this meeting with the. Uh, the parents and he's like he's feeling kind of down on himself he's also has some problems at home with his marriage like he and his wife are like barely communicating um so he goes out to this dinner with all with these other friends and they're out at this dinner and um the one the psychologist professor presents this uh this thesis to them while they're out uh, drinking Martin notably Martin is not intending to drink at this dinner because he's supposed to be driving the rest of them are sort of gradually boozing it up through this dinner they have like uh, they have a nice fancy uh, champagne and then they have a um, 
the, the, a caviar paired with a vodka. <laughs> yes. And so they're gradually getting drunker. And then this prof- the, uh, the psychology teacher presents this hypothesis to them. And they're all kind of interested in it. They're sort of picking up on this idea. And at, it's around this point that Martin decides like, hey, why not? I'll, I'll have a drink here. I'll try drink this vodka that they served with the um, caviar. Um, with the caviar, yeah. Um, and something interesting that Lauren pointed out in this movie that I didn't even pick up on, um, but I think is kind of interesting in the film overall, uh, the use of music. There's no music in this movie up till this point where Martin decides to start. Oh, drinking. I did not notice that. The entire that is movie. The entire movie has no soundtrack up until this point, and this is where music starts coming in. And music is used very pointedly in this movie, uh, especially during scenes of drunkenness, to establish different yeah. moods. And I, I think it's definitely a very important part of the movie overall. Yes. Um, and this first scene, there's there's like some light orchestral music first, and then it later there's like a, a vocal group performing in the back of the restaurant and some of them start dancing and stuff like the things are getting a little more merry uh more upbeat right so um after this uh dinner they all have like basically decided they're going to try out this hypothesis and they're like they're writing a paper throughout like you get to see the the writing on screen mm-hmm. that uh of what they're actually doing um and they decide like they're they're gonna try that to keep their BAC at 0.05. <laughs> and so they're like they're like sneaking drinks at school like in various different ways. There's, the, yeah, they <laughs> there's a lot of like people just like pulling wine and liquor out of like various nooks and crannies to just like drink a little bit. Like Mads Mickelson. I I don't even know. Like it's interesting because it doesn't seem like other people really care. For a lot of the runtime, <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, so like things escalate, but especially at first when they're just trying to go for .05, like nobody notices or cares at all. And in fact, they're all doing much better than they normally do at their various jobs. Right. Yeah, a one hundred percent. I like, mean, Mads Mikkelsen's history teaching, <laughs> like obviously improves <laughs> it's just like yeah. so much better he's such a more engaged teacher once he's at 0.05 percent bac too bad for you mad mickelson um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um the like the basic idea behind this uh hypothesis is like that once you're at this certain just this sweet spot of drunkenness you become more musical is one of the words they use like more creative more like in the flow Mm -hmm. and you can basically do much better than you could at your normal sober state yeah you're just like less Um, inhibited so you're you know your your social (laughs) sort of like i don't know limitations just sort of evaporate because you've had a little bit of alcohol so you're you get a little looser and yeah. it's nice. And we can and we can see this somewhat through everyone's characters, but especially Mads Mikkelsen, because we already saw him like struggling beforehand. 
he's suddenly coming up with these new techniques just on the spot to teach the kids. Like he, he manages to demonstrate to them how someone could conceivably end up voting for Hitler if there was an election just based off like knowing people's backgrounds. Um, and he also gives like a, a speech about how uh, he actually like sort of lays out the hypothesis to the kids. And he's like, you know, like, uh, Winston Churchill and FDR, they're all like big drinkers and like Hemingway and stuff. And they, they've like seen success with their <laughs> drinking or whatever. Uh, and the kids like really get into that. <laughs> they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it's also worth mentioning the, the, the movie starts with a scene of like just all these kids having a crazy night out. Yep. Um, you see them doing this, um, this like relay race where they have to drink a case of beer along yeah. the way. And, and then like afterwards going out and partying like at bars and on the subway and like chaining a transit policeman to the, uh, <laughs> to the railing and in, inside one of the cars. And it's just like a regular kooky teenage night out type thing, but it really helps set the scene for the rest yeah. of the movie. That, that is the thing that happens. They do chain that transit worker to that railing. Um, <laughs> very upset about it. Something that <laughs> you must hit home yeah. for you. I uh, don't love seeing that. but Otherwise, yeah. I, 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 I thought it looked fun. Whatever game they were playing, they run around a lake drinking a case of beer. I was like, yeah, that seems like a good idea to me. Other than the fact that I would yeah. vomit. That seems really fun. Um well, apparently one of the rules was that like if you all vomited as a team, you'd actually get a time bonus. Right. So, yes. <laughs> like it was like if one of you vomited, you got penalized, but if you all vomited at the same time. Can you imagine just being like, okay, I'm bonus? going to vomit, so we must all vomit right now. Um It's like, but I don't need a well, vomit. Like, come on. You better you Take better start needing. Um so I guess that if I watched my friend vomiting, I might suddenly need to vomit. Who knows? Um, yeah, that's the real thing. Like seeing other people vomit will definitely get you in the yeah. mood. Okay, <laughs> it'll sure. get you in the mood. Um. <laughs> but yeah, this scene basically just told me, oh, those Danes know how to party, which is so, apparently a thing. And I will admit that I don't know a lot about you know the Danes. But, you know, it's like, you know, there's that one part in the movie where the, the wife of Mad, Mads Mikkelsen is like, because everyone in this country is fucking crazy about drinking. And I'm like, is that a, like a thing? Did I miss that in the world? <laughs> um, all right. It, <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah, like there's a lot of countries out there that are crazy about right. drinking. <laughs> the, Denmark is not the first one I would have picked. That would have been like Ireland, England, United <clears throat> States. Right. Australia. <laughs> Russia, yeah, France, Germany. Like I'm still not at Denmark, right here, but um, yeah. Apparently, they at least internally they have the reputation for drinking quite. I like the idea that they internally um, have the reputation for drinking more than other countries. <laughs> Within the country of Denmark, they have a reputation that Denmark drinks more than other. Okay. Um, they're like we drink a lot over here and everybody else is like what <laughs> yeah. everybody else is like of course Do i don't know i think relatively speaking the united states isn't actually that high up it's just like the cities are very high drinking and the rest of it is not very much that 
It really feels like that should not be the case, but um, I just can't <laughs> fathom living in this country and not drinking constantly. Um, um, <laughs> so, but, you know. Well, ain't that the yeah. truth. Um, um, okay, yeah. So, but they, they start out trying this thing. Mads Mickelson or Martin is doing much better uh, with his students. He feels like he's really clicking now. He's actually able to um, get things across to them. He, he's able to like, he, he has different methods of quizzing them that he's introduced, like having them go up to the board. He actually like sits down in the desk with them at one yeah. point. He's just like, he's totally loose and free. He, he seems really at ease with it. The music teacher does this thing where he like turns off all the lights and closes all the shades and have them sing in the dark. And you can hear right away, like what a difference it makes, how much better they mm. sound, how much more in tune to each other they mm. are. So like that right away they're having um these extraordinary breakthroughs. Right. And <laughs> uh at the meantime, like at some point uh the administration of the school catches on to the fact that certain members of the faculty have been drinking on school grounds. <laughs> like it's unclear how much they know. I really want to know like what like what did they hear? Like did they know that any specific teachers are drunk cuz it's like they just know that some people have been drinking <laughs> on grounds like during class time. It's like do they have any specific incident reports? Like there is the one thing where uh, like one of the janitors is cleaning up like um, an equipment closet for the physical education department and he finds like a bunch of a whole bunch of bottles in there that the uh, the gym teacher was apparently hiding. Yeah, it's like so many bottles too. He's like finds finding them wrapped up in like the mats on the different shelves. He's like, I found this bottle, and the guy's like, Oh no, that's really bad. He's like, and this one here. He's like, Oh, oh no. And he's like, and this flask over here. He's like, Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh. <laughs> he, well, <laughs> he's like, Have you gone to management yet? No, you haven't gone to the principal yet. No, so you haven't gone to the principal. Just yet. to be clear, <laughs> nobody else knows about this, right? Right. Oh God. So, yeah. So. Probably because of that, but unclear exactly how the man, the administration has found out. But right after this, like all of them have like a meeting and I love this meeting here. Cause it's like, they're like an underground conspiracy, like coming together. <laughs> <laughs> they all, they all meet in this room and they're like, what do you guys think? And they're like, well, I'm doing great. Like, uh, I'm feeling better than ever. Like, I'm teaching better than ever. They're all like, they all have nothing but good things to say about right. this. And like, they have the music teacher put on this like pianist who supposedly only ever played while he was drunk and like played really well. Um, and they're like, so what do you think? What are we going to do? It's like, I think we can push it farther. <laughs> so they're like, we're going to. We're going to keep test individual. They're like, so step one was like the, um, the 0.05 level, like what, what they thought was like the natural BAC of humans. But then step two, they're looking for the individual BAC, like what each person's individual ideal level right. was. So they're like, we're just e all going to try to get 
as drunk as we need to and see how that works. So like this is this is already heading down a bad way. Yes. Like, <laughs> this is this is where things very quickly could start to go off the rails. But at first things are working fine. Right. Like Mads Mickelson seems totally in control and not only is he teaching better than ever, he's also like starting to uh, fix things with his family. Like he's more communicative. He's like, Hey, why don't we go away for the holidays? I know we haven't done that in a few years, but it would be fun. Like, okay, yeah, let's do that. And he's actually like working out his personal problems all of a sudden. Like, and mostly people are doing okay. You can see like some, there are some mistakes that start happening. Like I think the psychology professor gets like sort of lost at one point in one of his lessons And you can also tell that, like, the gym teacher is, like, totally trashed at one point during a practice. He's just, like, sort of yelling at them, like, come on, like, go, you can do it. He is, yeah, Uh, he struggles a number of times. But he, yeah, there are some moments where during practice he's just, like, shouting at these poor children. Because he teaches, he coaches, like, young kids. They're, like, five years old. Yeah. I mean, not five, but they, they, uh, I can't really tell age on children. They're pretty young. Um, they're like they're definitely under yeah. ten, and there's that that poor kid who he calls Specs he, with the glasses. Is a, is a kid with glasses. They, everybody's picking on. I wonder if, like in Danish, it's not as derogatory as it seems to call somebody Specs because it <laughs> like hey Specs translated. It's like wow, you're like bullying this child. Um... <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> we all call him yeah. Specs. It's um, fine. Um, but he does manage to turn him into a star, sort of like he scores a big goal. At he some does point. score a big goal. It's that unclear is a big moment, why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, basically upping the level of BAC gets risky very quickly. Um, even as things are working out for some of them all, already like problems are emerging problems are emerging uh i feel like only then i feel like every character has major problems emerge except the music teacher who just sort of like exists and seems to be fine at all times um right (laughs) i guess that tells you you know as as has been shown many times in history music and drugs just go together maybe if you're in the arts you know if you're like in the arts and you're making art it's fine. It's totally going to be fine. I mean, he gets really drunk mm. at moments and like really like is like trashed beyond belief, but he doesn't like have a relationship to ruin and he doesn't fuck up his teaching. So, um, mm. yeah, everything's mostly okay yeah. for him. Anyway, like, uh, so Martin goes on like this trip with his family, um, and actually, like, has sex with his wife for, like, the first time in yeah, a while. It's a very big deal. It's, like, it's a big a, deal. They're kayaking. They, like, actually they have sex connect. in a tent. It's all very, very nice. Good for them. And he and he does it while totally sober, too. So he's starting to think, like, oh, you know, like, maybe I've, I've, I've reached my point of realization. Like, I, I've learned all I need to from this experience. So maybe what I really need is my family. Yeah. Um, but then... Um, the psychologist <laughs> recommends this, this last experiment called the 
the maximum BAC. Where they just like get blackout Which, drunk and keep going. Like that's literally the experiment. Yeah. They're like, we're going to get to the point. <laughs> like, what is he, how does he describe it? He's like, there's a point where you get so drunk where you either like, want to go to sleep or keep going. And it's like, yeah, that's called like three drinks in. Like, I don't really. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, he says, he says like that, like this, this uh, psychologist that he's quoting for all of this says that there's a point called like the ignition yeah. point or something ignition where is the word like you're so drunk and then you either go home or you just keep drinking and keep drinking and you start drinking more and more and more and you just which is like and i think it like, is like a believable thing but the way that he describes it is like you either keep drinking or you stop drinking and it's like yeah that's like everything like i don't really <laughs> know what you're talking about well the thing is the way he describes it, it's like, okay, that's not something you really want to experience. No. <laughs> like, I mean, whomst amongst us have not, like, gone to that point now and then. But it's never something that I'm like, oh, yeah, you definitely want to do this for psychological reasons because it'll totally be a good it's thing It's also to sort do. of like, have um, you never done this? Like, is this like a new experience to you? Like, are you not familiar with this point in your drinking night? Because this is a point I'm familiar with and I don't need to do an right. experiment to know how it makes me feel. I know. There is, <laughs> there is a, a certain thing about the way they approach it as if they're all novices and that none of them have ever like drank a lot right. before. Uh, and maybe they are. Maybe that's just how they are. Um, it certainly seems like Mads Mikkelsen, at least, has never really drank very right. much. Um, but it seems kind of strange that among four adult men, none of them would have ever like drank enough to become like really drunk or blackout or something. Um, but who knows? Maybe maybe none of them have. Maybe they're all just doing all this for the first time. Uh, but they all for this one, they all get together at like one of their houses it's a psychologist's house and like yes yeah, the psychologist's house his wife is like going away for a day or something and <laughs> she tells him to get fresh cod or like oh okay that's definitely not gonna yeah. happen or there's gonna be she also sort of like disaster. when she walks in to say um, that she's like are y'all drunk and they're like no and she's like are you sure and so it's like this like little moment that tells you that like maybe things have gone more off the rails than we think like if right there's clearly a feeling at this point that many people are at least implicitly aware that things are getting out of the hand I, and like that their their husband or friend or whoever has been getting drunk on the slide. I, I do think the one thing this movie does not does not do as well is like make it clear that they're like actually drinking to a problematic point often. Like there are moments where like, you know, like. Mads Mikkelsen goes on that camping trip and everything seems fine. And he comes back and, you know, we're talking about the scene now, but he's going to have one really bad drunk night. And then his wife is like, I can't take it. And I'm like, have we seen that he's been bad at home ever before now? I mean, I just like, don't really know. Like, I just feel like it doesn't do a good job sometimes of showing that like, this is actually impacting their personal lives. Like, um, but this right. is like a slight right. hint yeah. that it is actually doing that. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So yeah, th there's this hint here, but she's mostly just like, okay, whatever. And she leaves. Um, and then they're all just like, yes, we're like, they're still writing up the paper. They're like, we are now trying the maximum BAC. And so they start making Sazeracs. Yes. 
And this scene, oh my god, this scene is pure drink yeah, porn. It's really like, good. <laughs> if you like a good cocktail, this scene is like one of the best ones I've ever seen that like can show how beautiful a cocktail can yeah. be. Like they really show all the steps into making a Sazerac. They explain every step of it. They explain the history behind they the do. Sazerac. Yeah. And yeah, it just and by the time they've finished making these cocktails, they look absolutely delicious, really good. Um, also, I just like the way that the guy says it because he's like he's speaking Danish the entire time, and then he's just like Sazerac. Yes. I'm like, oh yes, <laughs> I know that word. Um, but at first, Mads Mikkelsen isn't going to join them. He, like this is right after this big camping trip, and he's like had sort of a breakthrough with his personal yeah. life, and he's. Kind of like he says something like, "Oh, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna join in. I, I'm out at this point. I just, I realized I just need my yeah. family." And so he's going to leave, but then he sees the rest of them like really getting into it and drinking these drinks, and he's just like, kind of like, "Fuck it," yeah. <laughs> and he joins in. That is literally basically how it happens. He's like, "Fuck it." He takes one sip and he's like, oh, no, I'm in for the night. It's all happening now. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they they proceed to get absolutely smashed on Sazerac's, which is a pretty strong it drink. It's um, just cognac and rye. It's like, um, as somebody who is currently absinthe. drinking a Sazerac, um, well, not currently because I finished mine, but like, uh, it's, it's a strong beverage. It's a very strong beverage. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they drink a bunch of those and then they go out. <laughs> they go out to the supermarket. Yeah, this is very good. They, and like, I got to say, and, this is a very relatable <laughs> moment when they're like trash out of their mind in the supermarket. And I'm like, oh, I'm having flashbacks to some moments that I don't want to remember. Um, they're just like, they should not be in public. I got to say, they're like knocking over things they're yelling at the the staff yeah. of the the market and they're like we need cod we need fresh cod I'm like yeah. oh help them and this is the first scene you get to see them completely out of control and also i feel like the movie sort of pops out of their perspective yes. here like up till now it's sort of been following along with these characters and being like yes yes look how much more beautiful things are when you're at this specific level yeah. of drunkenness and like you could see like they're like the inspiration they feed off. I of think from you're this. right. But in this scene, it's like, Oh, continue. Yeah. In this, in this scene, it's like you're pulled back as a third party observer. It's almost in some scenes in the supermarket, it's almost like you're watching like the security yeah. cam footage. <laughs> you're just seeing this very objective view of what's going on. And they're just like stumbling around, like hanging over. You see the, the one guy come up and be like, do you have fresh cod? And he's like, oh, no, we're all out of fresh, only frozen. Why don't you have fresh cod? This is a supermarket. Isn't it? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and they're just, they're just absolutely, they're like falling over in the aisles, knocking over glass bottles and stuff. It's, it's an absolute catastrophe. I mean, they just like should not have been in public, right? Like, and that was like the... It's interesting because, I mean, it says a lot that, like, their original plan, which they document in the in the paper that they're writing, was to do this right, at right. home where they would not interact, that, where they just wouldn't impact other people. And they still somehow manage to just, like, go totally fuck up the lives of these supermarket employees for a night. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's another sign of things going off the rails. Like they're they're not even following their the plan for their experiment anymore. They've they've just completely gone rogue. So yeah, there's that crazy scene. And then because they're not able to get the fresh cod, they go they decide to like go fishing. Oh god, they do. They do try to go fishing. And they're all they're all just absolutely terrible at it, like throwing the lines all over the place. One of them like falls into the water. Another one of like tries to steal a boat and just like totally fails. <laughs> and they they finally just decide to leave and go to a bar and they just like cause chaos at the bar and like sing rowdily and like steal bottles from. But it's kind the bar of a fun stuff. scene. It's an interesting scene because yes, they are causing chaos, but it seems like everybody's having a good time while they're at the bar and uh, Mads Mikkelsen right. is like dancing on top scene of from- like. Uh, the bar top piano or whatever um and somebody's like stealing a drink from the wall of bottles like he's just like taking the bottle of liquor (laughs) um it's like a very funny sequence yeah it's worth mentioning that um they uh foreshadowed mads mickelson's dancing ability in the first uh, dinner that they had and they were like oh you used to take ballet lessons like come and show us some moves and like he initially refuses to do anything but you gradually get to see more and more of him dancing throughout the movie including at this bar scene the bar scene overall is like the only point of light in this overall sequence like everything else is like oh they're interacting with the outside world and they're just completely incapable of dealing with it. But once they get to the bar, it's like they generally can operate here pretty freely and they're just having a good time. They're singing, they're playing the piano, whatever. And it's just, it's generally pretty fun. Eventually they get kicked out of the bar. So it's not all I'm pretty sure they were blackout before they got there. So that's fine. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So they get kicked out of the bar, and, like, every one of them, like, shows up at home an absolute mess, which is, I find kind of funny, because, like, you feel like at least one of them would be able to just, like, sneak home and, like, drop a couple aspirin, drink some water, and go to bed. But, like, every single one of them has a total disaster Well, I think two of them live alone, Um, and they're, like, you know, they have a bad time, but at least they can walk into their home and just be like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um... So one guy, the psychology teacher, like sneaks into bed with his wife, but then ends up pissing yeah. the bed, which is like, it's kind of a funny reversal of stuff that we've been told before because he kept complaining early on about his kids coming into bed with him and then peeing yep. the bed. And now he's the one who peed right. the yeah. bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, he's just like, oh no, daddy just peed the bed. Okay. <laughs> And then he has to, like, sleep on the floor under the covers. And he's, like, still very drunk <laughs> while this is happening, clearly. He's, like, absolutely. He can't disaster. get up. He can't do anything. It's like, oh, man, man. Like, he's trying to argue with his wife, and he's still clearly, like, completely blackout right. drunk. Um, and then Mads Mikkelsen, like, he confuses, like, the neighbor's house for his house and tries to get in there and fails and, like, ends up falling down and hitting his head and, like lying on their front step like all bloody and stuff and they find him there and like his son finds him and stuff it's like it's a really horrible time it's just like very upsetting nobody wants that ever Um. yeah so like this whole catastrophe so after we just got to see like things really working out for him family wise 
um, all of a sudden his whole thing is thrown into disarray here. Like his wife does not trust him, like thinks he's a total mess. His kids are like, they don't know what's going on. Um, they have like this big conversation at the dinner table and like she's talking about leaving him, whatever. And he like storms out and leaves and he's just a total mess. And then he goes over to one of the other guy's places and they just like, they just start drinking. And it's, this is like the darkest scene <laughs> of the movie. This one's real yeah. dark. Yeah. Um, I think it's worth also noting, since we talked about the use of music here, um, is that this scene is almost completely silent. Yeah. We don't get music. We don't even get like sound effects or anything. The scene just shows a lot of them just drinking very heavily and like getting falling down drunk. And like, it's just, it's, it's the worst kind of drinking you could picture. It's like, they're all just an absolute mess. And, uh, yeah, that it's dark, but it's still beautiful at the same time. Like the one thing that I feel like is a good through line for this whole thing is the cinematography is so good and they managed to really like show it off here in this scene when the camera is doing all the work, the sounds off there's like these sort of like shadowy slow motion sequences of people like falling to the ground drunk. Um, and it's beautiful in a way, if very dark and disturbing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it is very disturbing. <laughs> they like are literally drunk to the point where they can't even just like stand up and that's not a good place to be. But I do think the camera captures it beautifully and I, I think it, I mean, I think there's a lot about this movie that is thematic, obviously. But, like, I think that it speaks a lot to what the movie's priorities are. That, like, it manages to capture even these moments of, like, disgusting indulgence very beautifully. Um, Says that, like, you know, there's, like, there is beauty in, like... I mean, there's beauty in, like, friends, like, coming together at a hard time. And, like, just, like, being in sort of, like, friendship with one another, even if it's, like, in the ugliest possible way. Like, there is beauty in that. Um, and I think that the the movie does a good job of, like, capturing that, like, there's beauty here. And also the way that they're doing that is very, very ugly. Um, so I think it's, it's kind of a nice... Mm-hmm. I think that the movie captures it very well. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like, overall, like, there's a lot of dark fucked up stuff that happens in this movie but the beauty of everything sticks through the whole thing um so yeah so there's this this very dark sequence here and then after this we get sort of a flash forward um and see how everyone's like dealing with this for the most part everyone has just sort of like taken this as a big like shape up kind Mm -hmm. of moment um it seems like like they flash forward to um the like a meeting of the uh the PTA mm-hmm. or whatever it is in Denmark <laughs> and like most of them are there like mostly uh under control and they they had this thing where they're like uh oh yeah so i think i i misspoke about this earlier the first meeting that they had they were like they said something about how there was alcohol found on the grounds and they thought the students might have been yeah. doing it. 
But this this later meeting is the one where they're like, there have been reports of like teachers being drunk on grounds like during class uh, or whatever. And like most of them are there like clearly pretty under control. They're just sitting there and like the gym teacher walks in and is clearly like absolutely smashed. Yeah, he's just like beyond. He's like, hey, so he's clearly like, like while most of them have managed to pull back, he's like gone all the way into alcoholism yeah. and he's just like stumbling around he like doesn't know where to sit down or whatever. Um, and after this, like, like Mads Mickelson helps him home and is like trying to help him to stop is like, Oh, don't have a drink. Like he's trying to be like, Hey, do you want to, do you want a beer? We got him in the fridge. He's like, no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. Right. man. like, whatever. Um, but it doesn't work apparently. No. And the gym teacher just continues down this path ends up. I, I think it's implied. He like falls off his boat while he's yeah. out at sea somewhere. It's um, not totally clear. It's not, but he does take a boat yeah. out onto the water and he does die from, you know, somewhere on that boat. He does not make it. I don't really know what happens. I don't know if yeah. it's, accidental or intentional i have no idea um yeah it's very sad though <laughs> so it's a bummer but yeah the so everyone else you know was for the most part able to recover from this like he apparently was not like just went further and further until he ended up dying uh and we we see get to see like them attending his funeral and we also uh, get to see like the school year wrapping up, everyone taking their end exams, um, and the like. The one the one part I really like out of all this is like the uh, the psychology teacher was like trying to encourage this one student earlier on uh, who had like a big problem with anxiety about exams and stuff like that, and he like initially while they were still in like the 0.05 phase he was like hey just have a drink before your Wait, exam this was the music be fine oh that was the music yes. teacher but he ended up doing like he's, the, co this he's guy coaching this guy on a, about, on a philosophy exam like philosophy yeah. exam okay so it was the yeah. music teacher okay all right so it was the music teacher and he was um trying to convince him to have a drink but then later we get to see when they've like when they're mostly not drinking again um, he's still like, come on, like have a drink. He like leads him off into this room and like has a bottle of vodka yes. there. So it's clear like he might not be completely done with the whole drinking right. thing. Um, but he like convinces this kid to have a couple drinks and then he gives a pretty good exam. They're having like an oral yes. exam. They, they and, give uh, oral exams here, which sounds terrible to me, but you know. Oh yeah. Oh, I would hate to have an oral exam. I generally tested pretty well in high school and college, but an oral exam would just would. Yeah, if I just had to speak up. it, it would. I would not have tested so well. Um, just because I don't like speaking like that. But he does give a pretty good exam and manages to give some like, you know, thematic concepts of what the entire movie is about. You know, he he makes some statements. You know, like, what does he say? He's like, you have to accept yourself as fallible to love others and yourself. And it's like, all right, that's 
the movie. So that's nice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, he's supposedly quoting Kierkegaard yeah. yes. or something Kierkegaard here, is a big which one. Which I don't, I don't know if this is an accurate quote or not, but it is clearly like a, a through line for right. the movie. You must accept yourself as fallible yeah. in order to love others in life. Right. And they like the ones who survived, <laughs> I guess, have realized that they like they have flaws that they could have, you know, run into, that they've made mistakes and that they can move past them. Right. Um and the kid ends up graduating, uh, like everybody else does. We get to see a lot of celebrating. Among it seems the like the, the Danish high schoolers go ham when they graduate high school. They like they do. They like they get like special hats, and then they like all jump on trucks and. I've drive never seen anything like they, it. They're like. They go out on a fucking yeah. boat. I'm like, I didn't get to go out on a boat when no. I graduated. They're like high rampaging school. through the town. Shit? Shit. They're like on a they're like on a stampede. They're just like running around, yeah. just like getting as drunk as possible, and they're all in their little costumes. And I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? They're all drinking heavily, like drinking champagne and stuff. They're all wearing these these hats. They're driving through town, and everyone who sees them is like waving at them and cheering them, whatever. That part um, I get because they're a small town. Everybody knows everyone, but like, yeah. And so the surviving teachers are like out to dinner with an empty seat for the gym teacher who didn't survive. And I think they're at the same restaurant they were like, at earlier, where where they decided to do the experiment. It seems like the same place. Hmm. Oh, that that would be interesting. I didn't notice that, but that I think it's the same place, just a different time of day, because that's why they ask for the the same like drink and yeah. yeah. Mm, True, true. So yeah, so they're they're like sort of there, drawing things together, um, and like like thinking about their their lost friend or whatever, and like they see like the kids coming through and like celebrating and whatever, and they. They go out to like congratulate them, and then they just start like dancing and drinking. Yes, with them. they go out and they just like start drinking. I mean, they don't just like start drinking; they're like drinking, like they're partying yeah. with yeah. these kids, like who are like probably like twenty, thirty years younger yeah. than them. Um, <laughs> and and they they're they're having a great time. Uh, and Mads Mikkelsen, this is where like Mads Mikkelsen's dance moves are finally like that whole arc is finally drawn to a close. You get to see him really bust a move. He does here. some serious. He's so dancing. good. Yeah. He dances so hard and so good. And he's also like drinking the whole time. Like he'll grab a bottle of champagne and like, and then like continue dancing. Um, These people drink he, so much champagne. It's like, it. <laughs> I don't I cannot. There's a lot of champagne. I, I just can't drink champagne like that. That's like a very upsetting to me. Um, It'll give you some indigestion. You know, all those bubbles. So much indigestion. It'll be burping. All I the haven't time. drank. I drank champagne like that once in college when I was inducted into a debate society, and I had to drink a whole bottle of champagne. But like, I could never drink champagne straight after that. Just like never. There's never a time where I'm ever going to do that again. Um, but like <laughs> they drink so much champagne here and he's managing to dance while he does it. I mean, I know that the actor is probably not drinking that much champagne while he does it, but the character is. And it's very impressive. Um, right. He's like dancing on this like slick dock area where like there's like 
you know, water spray probably all over the cobblestones. And he's just like, yeah, I'm just dancing. I'm having a good time. Mm. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's also worth noting that uh, Martin or Mads Mikkelsen, like he and his wife separated after that, um, like that big incident with him showing up. I, w- uh, I wouldn't even call I would not call it house showing or... up. I would call it. <laughs> Arriving outside the neighbor's house, whatever. They separated, but also, like, they met up um, and they sort of, like, started talking about getting back together. Um, So it's implied at the end that they might be uh, healing this marriage or relationship. So at the end, we see, like, they're still indulging in alcohol. They're not entirely uh, sober from the end of it, but it, and it's questionable whether all of them are past the point of uh, having a problem, but um, they definitely seem to be in a different place than they were at the beginning. They're trying to deal with life differently. They're not trying to uh, seek this level of the max BAC anymore. Wow. They were only trying to do the max BAC one night and it, it went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad night. Yeah. That was a, I, I gotta say, I, I've drank a lot of my time and never have I been like, you know what? Let's try to see how high I can get the BAC yeah. tonight. I've never done that. And I will never do that. I have no desire <laughs> to do that. Um, it's not going to be good. And if I were doing folks, that, I would not do that thing. and then go out. I mean, I know they weren't planning on it either, but I know myself and I would just go to bed. It just like would not ha- right. like the ignition. It's unpleasant to be out. When yeah. You're that the drunk. ignition point for me where you either go home or you keep drinking. I would go home every single time without fail. <laughs> like I would prefer yeah. to go home. That would that would be the best way to do it. Buzzed on movies encourages responsible alcohol abuse. Um, And don't go for the max BAC, folks. It's not good. You just don't need to do it. Um, It's not necessary. You don't need to do it. There's a lot of ways to have fun with alcohol without doing that. But, you know what? Overall, this was a really fun movie. I really enjoyed Um, the movie. And really, like... Parts of it, even the parts where it was like totally chaotic, like the the bar scene and stuff, were fun. I mean, some of those moments it were was... meant to be fun and entertaining. Like, like the scene yeah. where they the scene where they are attempting Max BAC is meant to be very funny at times. It's very darkly funny yeah. because you're like, if this were somebody I know, this would be very upsetting. That's what's like. That's what the movie I feel like works on a lot of times is like doing something that's like, oh, it's funny, and then like, oh shit, it turned really dark. Like, I, I think that's that I think it, it sort of works on that level because a lot of us have sort of been there where it's like we'll have like you know we'll be out with our friends and somebody gets a little too drunk and we think it's really funny in the moment and then the next day we're like, hmm. That was maybe an unfortunate turn of events. Um, <laughs> you know, yes. and I think we... Like if somebody ends up locking themselves in a bathroom at The Verge and then past closing time and we have to try to get them out of wow. there. Wow, we're really while, going. While we're, being we're kicked just, out of the bar. We're just so, going there. No. Um, 
<laughs> subtweet. Subtweet. Subpod. Um, yeah, that's... But, yeah. you know, the the thing is, the, the movie, while it does delve into some dark topics, it manages to keep it light most of the time. It's a fun movie. It's a, it's a really well-acted movie. Just all in all, really good. I highly recommend it. I think it I think it stands a good chance at the foreign language Oscar. I don't know what the rest of the field looks yeah, like. Yeah, I think the big question is but. I don't really know what the rest of the field looks like, so I can't really answer, but I do think it's at least going to get a nomination. Um that would be I good. also think the song that Mads Mikkelsen dances to must be mentioned and I love it. It's called Beautiful Life or whatever and it's very very good. Um it's like it's like it's very contemporary poppy dancey song. It's very good. Whatever's going on with that song, I don't really know. All I know is the singer is like, it's a beautiful, beautiful life. And I'm like, sure, somebody just died. But yeah, it's a beautiful life. And <laughs> I'm so happy right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Once again, we've talked, a, we've talked a bit about music in this movie. And like, it really, it goes through many different types. Like they, they have like the orchestral music. There's like sort of like the the bar type drinking music where everybody's singing along and then there's the the upbeat poppy music but it all serves very well to underscore the mood of the movie and really i feel like it's it's tied directly to like the kind of drunk that people are having yes. throughout the movie i think that's right like when things are really dark the move the music falls away completely I feel like that's very notable yes. um, that there's no music whatsoever when things are absolutely at their bleakest because right. there's no joy to be had then. I think you're right. I think you're 100% right. Um, yeah. But music music is used very importantly here. Also, the song is called What a Life by Scarlet Pleasure. I looked it up. Um, what a Life. Scarlet Pleasure. All right. Everybody should listen to Go it. It's very it good. It's very fun. Um Go listen to it and go watch this movie. Definitely I know we've just movie. described most of what happens, but it's not really the type of movie that you can spoil. So I feel like we're okay. Yeah, I, I don't about really it. think it's, that it's like, just a movie. The, like whether or not things are a surprise is what matters here. I think I and I think a lot of the plot is sort of like inevitable from the beginning. You kind of know the trajectory the movie's going to take, but it's the way it's treated and the way the the actors portray it that I think really sells the movie. So yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot to get out of this film, even if you know everything yeah. that happens. So I highly encourage everyone. If you haven't already go check this movie out, it's available for rental pretty much all your major platforms, Amazon, Vudu, mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, it was like three bucks. So it's not expensive. Go check it out. It's a lot of fun, and it's probably going to be up for an Oscar yeah. later. So you can tell everyone that you saw this movie before everybody else. If it's not an, not up for an Oscar, that'll be very embarrassing for us. Um. <laughs> we're we're really uh, chaining ourselves to this yeah. at this point. It's definitely definitely we're hitching ourselves to this wagon, and if it goes under, whatever. <laughs> um. Hey, if there's anything that the Buzzed on Movies crowd should be hitching themselves to, it's another round. This movie mm. perfectly encapsulates what we're all about. This movie definitely does. Which is dr drinking on the drinking job. Drinking on the job. That's, we love to drink on the job. That's how we do. Excuse me. 
Craig, can you... (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of drinking on the fucking job. (laughs) Craig, you were disconnected ages Um, ago. Yeah, we love to encourage drinking on the job here. We're really... We're big proponents of just going into work fucking smashed off your ass. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Might pull back a bit from that. I definitely Um, pull back from the point where you're going in and just like bullying your child soccer players. Um, Maybe don't do that. Come on, Specs. Do it. Um, Although they apparently liked him because they all sang a song for him. Um, So, yeah, that was actually very sweet. I started crying at that moment. So I... That was the one thing that the the gym teacher managed to accomplish was making the other kids accept <laughs> he, he specs. He instilled a national pride in them. They are all singing the national anthem. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Um, there is... Oh, we probably can't delve into it now, but there is a little bit of nationalism in this movie. There definitely they're, is, all, yeah. They're, um, they're singing the choral songs, which are about like how wonderful Denmark is yeah. and everything. Yeah, there definitely is that strain. But coming from America, it was light nationalism. Not a big deal. Um, We've got no no room to talk. And I can't claim to know what that is. They might as well hate their country compared Um, to Americans. Uh, So. Yeah. But yeah, check it out. Another round or Druk in Danish. Which I assume is just drunk. That's what I think. I think it's just drunk, um, which is very funny. But. Another round is a good name for it because they're basically, yeah, they're always taking another round. I think we need another drink. No. Uh, <laughs> hey! They, they are basically always just going for another round. Sometimes that round yeah. is stealing the bottle off the wall. Just take the whole bottle. <laughs> it's my favorite round, the the full 750 of liquor. Have you ever done that? Night. Have you ever taken a whole, like, fifth no! from a wall? Okay. No, I don't know. Not that I'd admit okay, to. That's the better answer. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> um, um, who? Okay. Um, whom's amongst us have whom's not? among us uh, hasn't just been like that bottle is mine's now. Um, <laughs> but um, yes, good movie. Check it out, folks. Good movie. Um, it's worth seeing. Anything else? Anything else you want to plug before we close out? Uh, the four-hour Justice League. I think we should plug. Oh, God. Yes, please go watch the four-hour Snyder Cut of the Justice even, League when it comes out when on the the HBO. Be out. Listen. It's such a good use of your Wait. time. I just... Oh, my God. I, I stand by what I said in our group chat where I said I'd rather a killbot edge me for four hours without lube than watch... <laughs> that movie <laughs> like God. it's fucking miserable it's just like a fucking nightmare zone <laughs> there's people who are absolutely excited by it. i mean there's people who would be excited by like a six hour justice league it's I, amazing I because i thought the original justice league was too long and they're like we're now <laughs> gonna make it longer and i'm like but like why though that's why i stopped watching the dc snyder Uh, movies because they were way too too long long. and yet the the takeaway here was apparently oh they didn't make it long enough i don't know i'm not completely anti-snyder i liked his remake of dawn of the dead i liked 300 
but things have been heading in a really strange direction recently. What about I'm you not think Sucker Punch was a good not movie. Not on board. Um, but no, Sucker Punch was the turning point for me. <laughs> it really was. Sucker, that was like, oh, we're going in a bad Sucker direction. Sucker Punch was a movie. Um, when I was like, ooh, Zack Snyder's finally going to do something that's all his own. And it sounds like really interesting. Like, I'm I'm interested in, like, turn-of-the-century mental asylum. So I'm like, that sounds super cool to me. And then it was just like, oh, God. Like, why does this exist? That, that was the exact reaction. Just why does this exist? Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm really upset about the fact that we're going to... That movie's going to exist. And I, you, you just know that inevitably both of us are going to watch it. And so that's, like, really too bad for us in advance. Um, no. No. So... Oh God, God! See, that's the, that's the annoying thing now is because back in the day we could just ignore something like this, but now we have a podcast. It's our duty to the people to review something. like I love this. to watch bad things, so it's like, oh, I so, will definitely watch it, and then I will be like, this makes me want to smash my head into a toilet <laughs> in a bathroom in the bottom of a nerve gas house. Like, <laughs> I hope they serve Dr. Pepper in the <laughs> bathroom under the nerve gas house. I, I really hope they do because I'll need it to revive me from smashing my head into the toilet seat that Adam pulled a saw out of or whatever. He pulled photos out of. Um, that was our we 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 fit in our contractual saw. That was actually from the Saw so. musical that we're writing. So. <laughs> Check that off on your buzzed on um. movie scorecard, <laughs> and uh, we're eagerly awaiting Matt's Saw musical coming soon to theaters. Every song will you. feature a reprise of uh, "Hello Zep." It just ends that way. Every song just ends like that. Um, but yeah, um, this is a f- really fun world we live in where the six-hour cut of Fritz Lang's Greed is not available, but the four-hour cut of Zack Snyder's Justice League will soon be available. To every um, HBO subscriber. But here we are. Right? So, it's every HBO subscriber. <laughs> you might not yeah, want access to HBO, it, but you'll so. fucking have it. I'll tell you that. Um, and they'll make you watch it. And you know they'll day, fucking remove the other Justice League. They'll, you'll they'll, sit they'll down. be like, we're not even going to show the other Justice League now. You get four hours or nothing. And I'll be like, <laughs> all right. You'll sit down and like clamps will form around your arms oh God, on the sofa. The TV will <laughs> tune itself to HBO. And then you'll be stuck there for the four, four hour hours. The four-hour Justice League is actually a movie, Saw trap. So. This is how Saw... This is how Spiral from the Book of Saw opens. It's just like the four-hour Justice League. Hello, Matt. (laughs) You had no appreciation for the DC Extended Universe and the brilliance of Zack Snyder, but now (laughs) you will experience his full genius in 1080p for four hours. What is this place? Um, (laughs) What is this place? (laughs) Oh, God, we're all going to die watching the Justice League movie. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. If it's 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 the only fitting way for 2021 to go after after last year with the pandemic. It's not even going to be how it goes out. It's going to be like before midway, right? League. It's going to be like March or April. That's when we're getting this movie. And it's going to be like, mm. here you go. Happy Easter, fuckers. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> Yeah, that's why 2021 is the last year. You know, 2020 was the last full yeah. year. 
And this is the last year. You know, we all get to die watching the four-hour Justice, Justice League. League. I can't wait, you know? It's, just, it's not how I wanted to go out, but when I look back on my life and my decisions, it's probably the way I was always going yeah, to I go. think it's a, so. It's not what I wanted, but it is definitely what was intended for me by the higher beings. So... The four-hour Justice League cut is not the hero we needed, but it's the hero we deserved. Dark Knight. So. I can't even remember the words he said. With that. (laughs) With that, um, we're buzzed on movies. You can find us on all the major platforms. Apple, Spotify, Google, all that. Leave us a review on your favorite platform, preferably Apple, because as far as I'm aware, that's the one with the reviews. Um, and you can also find us on social media, buzzed on movies on Twitter and, uh, buzzed on movies at gmail.com. If you want to send us an email, tell us how you're planning on watching the four hour justice league movie. Please tell us if, if, if anybody sends (laughs) us an email telling us how they're going to watch the four hour justice league movie, I will personally shout you out and take you, take a shot for you on, on air. I don't care. That's amazing. Tell us, tell us whether whether you'll be at the point oh five or at the maximum BAC when you do maximum so. Maximum BAC. <laughs> it's like maximum overdrive. You might need like, the maximum. <laughs> oh God, maximum overdrive. No, it's like crank high voltage. Um, that's what um, that's what the the <laughs> maximum BAC is like. You're just like I'm going to stab myself with some electricity. Um, yeah. It is like the end of Crank High Voltage. Except you... This is basically the sequel to Crank High Voltage. <laughs> this is uh, ba- another it, round is basically spir- the sequel to... Yeah, you're right. A spiritual sequel. Yeah. Yes. And as always, we'll see you at the movies, hopefully, this year. Well, um... Well, we... We'll see you at the movies, you jellical fucks.